You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. What is up? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hopefully you're getting humped today. Or if not, then hopefully you're getting laid someday soon. I know I'm not. I am dry. I haven't even had time to do me. So, yeah. But... Hopefully, you guys have some fun weekend plans. We will be going live this Thursday, but we got lots of tea to break down. This Kim Zolciak divorce story and Croy Beerman, like, it just continues to unfold. It's looking messy. Um, We have an update on The Real Houses of Miami. We have a Jen Shaw update. We have some renewals and some new shows that are coming on out. Um... And then there's this weird new Real Housewives of New Jersey lawsuit that, or there's like a story of a lawsuit that is um, circulating. So without further ado, should we dive in? But actually, okay, so actually before we dive in, I do have two really big special announcements um, and hopefully one more coming soon. But anyway, um, first up, I wanted to announce that for my upcoming live show at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood on June 15th, which is also my 30th birthday, it's going to be super fun. Um, Lala Kent is going to be my special guest. Jolene Lunzer is going to be opening the show and she's going to be our MC for the night. You know, I love Jolene. If anybody came to our Bourbon Room show last year, Jolene opened up the show with the stand-up set. So Jolene will be back with me at the Bourbon Room, which I'm so excited because Jolene is my girl. So Jolene Lunzer is coming out. We have some other special guests that are going to be part of the show and in the show. We have a killer guest list. The pre-party is popping. The entire night is brought to you by Pure Cane, my pals at Pure Cane, which is my favorite zero-calorie sweetener. You guys know I love Pure Cane. I've been pimping them out for years. I've worked with them for so long, and I'm excited. We're going to have desserts that are sweetened by Pure Cane for all of our VIPs at our VIP pre-party, which is brought to you by BioRay, the natural detox company. I like to put my little bioray drops in my in my morning water in my morning lemon water just really good for overall health and boosting your overall digestive wellness and just like overall wellness. I love Bioray. I've worked with them for many years as well. So I'm excited that they're presenting our pre-party. They're helping me put together a custom cocktail list for the pre-party. It's going to be fun, guys. So get your tickets at nofilterlive.com to come hang out with me and Lala Kent, a no-filter night out, which is also my 30th birthday. But not only that, okay, the reason I'm bringing all this up and pimping out the show is because so many people were like, oh my God, the show, the VIP ticket sold out the day you guys announced, which was super exciting. I was very happy about that. But, 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 I am excited to add that we have just dropped 10 more VIP tickets. The last 10 tickets are available right now. So if you haven't gotten your VIP tickets, you've been on the fence, you have 
this is your last chance. You have one more chance to score VIP tickets to the show at the Bourbon Room on June 15th in Los Angeles with me and Lala. You can go to nofilterlive.com. Get your VIP tickets. These are the last 10 tickets that we're going we're gonna to have available. We do also still have the Ultra VIP package, which does come with the Classic VIP plus our very special private birthday brunch that's happening the morning after. So you can get lit on Thursday night and nurse your hangover on Friday morning. We're going to have a, a Bloody Mary bar. I'm putting the menu together right now. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited. So you also know I, I hook you guys up with the, the gift bags and the swag and all the good things. So get ready. It's coming. June 15th and brunch on the 16th if you're getting the Ultra VIP package, which is ultra fun. But there you go. Get your tickets now at nofilterlive.com. And I'm, I know so many people were like, oh, my God, I'm on the East Coast. I couldn't make it to the Philly show. I wish I could go to the La La show. The Philly show looked like so much fun. We had such a blast. Uh, we sold out, which was so incredible and so amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. But if you are on the East Coast and you're not able to make it to our show on June 15th in L.A., I'm excited to share that me and the Brav Bros have added another show. I'm doing another show with the Brav Bros at City Winery in NYC, baby. NYC, New York City in New York. So not only am I coming back to the Bourbon Room in Hollywood, but I'm coming back to City Winery, NYC. We did Philly. We sold Philly out. And everyone was like, we need to do another show with you and the Broad Bros. So me and the Broad Bros are coming back. And we've got some very special guests coming to that one as well. We had Dorinda Medley from The Real Housewives of New York. And we had Chris Bassett from The Real Housewives of Potomac that were in our Philly show. So we're going to have some very special guests in our New York show because, you know, there's a lot of East Coast housewives. You never know who may show up. So you can get your tickets now. The link is in the description below. Tickets don't officially go on sale until Friday. But if you use code ZACKPACK today, as of right now, you have early access to tickets before anybody else. So you can score via, or you, you can st- score uh, stage premiere tickets. You can score uh, meet and greet packages. All of that stuff is available with code ZACKPACK. You just have to click the link below. Use code ZACKPACK, and that'll give you early access to the tickets. So go right now. Get a head start. It's going to be a fun night. No filter night out with me and the Brav Bros and some very special East Coast guests. So stay tuned for that. That'll be July 26th. So June 15th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood, July 26th in at City Winery in NYC. So both links for tickets are below. So go use code ZACKPACK to get early access to New York tickets and get the last of the VIP tickets to the LA show right now. Nofilterlive.com. All right. Love you guys. Let's dive into the tea. That was enough promo. Okay. Um, thank you for bearing with me with all that promo. Okay, let's get to the tea. So let's get into this very messy divorce between Kim Zolciak from the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Croy Bierman, who is the husband that we saw her fall in love with on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She has since taken a break from the show. We do know that she's making a guest cameo this season, which I'm looking forward to. At this point, I'm ready for her to come back full time. We need to give her a peach. Bravo needs to stop this like long delay in between filming the shows and airing the shows because now it's like we got to we got to get a camera call Andy and a camera give Kim a peach let's go she's gonna need the money uh, especially based off of what is in these divorce filings so 
It does. I read somewhere that it was reported that Croy was the first to file, but I believe they both filed on Friday, May 5th, which was last week. But let's dive into it because it's messy, okay? It's already getting nasty. They're both fighting for custody of the kids, and I'm talking legal and physical custody. It's not looking like this is going to be pretty, and it looks like it's getting a little more messy from Croy's side of things, so it seems like he may be a little salty, and I'm curious as to why and who's the one that actually called off this relationship. So Croy, in his filing, wants permanent, sole, legal, and sole physical custody and exclusive, temporary, and permanent use and possession of their house. The one that was in foreclosure? Because that looks like a real asset that you want to hold on to, right? So that's big and that's bold. He also is asking that Kim be restrained and re-enjoined from coming over after she gets tooted and booted from the house. He's like, I'm done with her. I don't want her over here anymore. Get her out. Throw her in the pool with, with Danielle's husband. Put her in the garbage with the sprinkle cookies. He wants nothing to do with her. But what he does want is child support. And he's also requesting that all of the debts that they currently share be divided equally. So any debts that they incurred over the duration of their marriage, he wants those to be split equally according to Entertainment Tonight. So that's interesting. Um, He definitely sounds salty. He's definitely pissed about something. I wonder if he's pissed in retaliation. Like maybe things started to go south with the finances and he was like, okay, now that things are going south and Kim dipped out, he was probably like, screw you. We were supposed to be in this together forever. And she's like, nah, homie, I'm out. Peace. I got to find me a new big papa. But, I mean, the fact that he's fighting for all, like, he doesn't want to give Kim anything when it comes to the kids. And he wants the house very big. He's taking a real big bite of the cake. Kim, on the other hand, um, she wants primary physical custody and joint legal custody, which would allow Croy access to them through visitation. So primary physical custody would just mean the kids would primarily reside with her. They would primarily be living with her. They would still be able to visit him, and she would share joint legal custody, meaning they're both legally entitled to the children and both can make you know decisions for the children because they're both you know the parents. A source did claim that she's not trying to keep the kids from Croy, but it does appear that he's trying to keep the kids from her. I mean, come on. He wants permanent, sole, legal, and sole physical custody. Like, that's big. He wants to make all the decisions legally, and he wants to have full primary custody of the kids. That's ballsy. Um, that's That's really ballsy. She is also requesting child support and she's requesting alimony because she claims that she was fully dependent on Croy financially. So it seems like maybe part of her narrative is that, I mean, but like if you're leaving him for the finances, but yet you're still dependent on him financially, then like how does that make any sense that you expect him to pay child support and you expect him to pay alimony? That's the part that's a little strange to me. Um, but I'm like trying to play different scenarios and figure out like what, like what, like how, where did this all go wrong? So like I said, they both filed last Friday, May 5th, TMZ reported on Monday. It's been hot news in, I mean, all throughout the gossip rags all week long. Their official date of separation, Kim listed as April 30th. So this is very recent. According to some of her friends, though, this was in the works for a minute, though there was another report that said that friends were blindsided by this. 
According to Us Weekly, an insider revealed that between the tax debt and the other financial stresses that it's been very difficult for them, the tax debt was the last straw that broke the camel's back in their marriage. So, I mean, at least we can confirm that it wasn't Raquel, you know? Good for brownie points for for Rocky Rocky Bang Bang. And then E.T.'s source is claiming that Croy took on more of a manager role for the family, handling business dealings and finances, and Kim felt that he led them down the wrong path. Croy feels that Kim's spending habits and financial priorities contributed to their issues. There have been rumors that Kim has a gambling addiction. We also know that she loves to flaunt her money. She loves to flaunt her faux wealth. That got Bethany Frankel fired up because she went on TikTok and she dragged them in a rant. We love Bethany's rants, but she really dragged them, telling them to pay their damn bills and stop screwing the system, stop screwing the game up for everybody, that when people do this, everybody, you know, everybody has a say um, or everybody is impacted. And she also said that, they can't really expect to have any privacy at this time because they opened up their lives to us. And Bethany's like, listen, I did it for a very short period of time. I opened up my my personal life and my marriage and everybody was with me for the ride up high. But then they were also with me when the roller coaster came crashing down. She's like, and that's just the name of the game. If you're going to put your life out there, we're with you for the good and the bad. You can't say respect my privacy when you have not been... Like, you haven't wanted privacy. You wanted to flash your wealth. You wanted to show us life when it was good. And when you open people up and you open cameras into your home, when life's good, they're also going to be there when life isn't good because you've got them invested in your life. And I thought Bethany made a really good point of that. So I, I will agree with Bethany on that one. But, I mean, this is just, it's it's messy. I mean, if Kim does have a gambling addiction, right, let's just say she has a gambling addiction, she has a spending addiction, and maybe that's the re- I think... Croy really believed that they were going to go the distance. And I think Kim realized that the money was drying up. Um, I know my initial theory was that maybe he was doing something shady and that's why she needed to dip out. I don't even know if it's that he did something shady. I think because of how salty he is now that we're actually reading the details of the court filings, I think the cash was running out and he feels hurt and he feels betrayed. And that's why he's acting so big and bold is because he's like, I was in this with you. I gave you this lifestyle. And what now that we're struggling, you're just going to peace out. Nah, I want these kids. I got these kids. I'll take care of these kids. I'll provide for these kids. And this house was bought with my money. So I'm keeping the house. I'm taking the dog. Like uh, Paulette said in Legally Blonde, who's Jennifer Coolidge. Remember when uh, Reese Witherspoon, what's her name? Um, Elle Woods. She goes to take Paulette to go to her ex's trailer to get the dog and Al Woods tries to act like her attorney and then they finally get the dog and she's like, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. And yeah, I was was recreating that for those of you that don't know Legally Blonde, which I'm excited for Legally Blonde 3 that's coming out soon. But it looks like Croy is salty because Kim left him when the chips were down and he's like, "I, I loved you and I was in this with you to the end. So I don't think he did anything shady. I do think she probably does have a gambling addiction. She has a lifestyle that requires a very wealthy man to participate in. Maybe not emotionally, but at least financially. And I think she realized love isn't what she wanted. Wealth is what she wants. Status is what she wants. And so now she's ready to dip out. I'll be very curious to see what her 
like narrative is going to be like how she's going to paint this is why she needed to leave him she's probably going to make it seem like he led them astray he didn't know how to manage the bills it was a hot mess she didn't know how to do any of this and she just couldn't stick around for the circling of the drain and he put them in this position she's probably not going to take much accountability for it it doesn't seem like she's willing to take much accountability for it. and it sounds like she may even have a little bit of guilt probably because her motivation is selfish and that's why she's willing to still share the kids with him and be like i'm not going to keep the kids from you because i'm the one that's leaving this marriage i'm the one that wants out and i'm the one that kind of feels bad because i'm ditching you even though i, th- I told you that i loved you but i thought that i loved you but i don't really love you because i love money for love or money i guess we know the answer with kim zolciak Curious what you guys think. Let me know what your thoughts are. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button for the latest tea. Um, Cause it is quite, quite an adventure with this, this divorce proceeding. Culture, society on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes We can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch, because society is great but it doesn't have your couch and it's windy out and you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I, (sighs) so download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Okay, let's move on over to Joy Z. Danielle Cabral is in hot water. Is she being sued? Is she in hot water? Is this lukewarm water? Is she taking a bath? What is this water that she is sitting in right now? So there's a story floating around about the Real Houses of New Jersey newbie, Danielle Cabral, and her husband, Nate Cabral, and how they're possibly being sued for defrauding her former manager. That's a fun term, right? When we have Tom Girardi, who's defrauding people, and then you have Jen Shaw, who's defrauding people. Like, now this is just the buzz term that we're using. That was one of the, remember, a couple, was it last week or the week before, when a law firm came out and, like, we're going to investigate Louie um, and see if there's charges that need to be filed against him. And it's like, oh, okay, cute. You're an independent law firm, and you're going to do your own independent investigation. And what? What does this mean? Why are you doing this? Oh, oh, it's for clout. Got it. So there's this woman. And this woman is named Ina Lappin, and she runs Avant Garde Communications Group, which is a PR and brand development firm. They're now threatening, she's now threatening to sue Danielle and possibly Nate. She claims that she, Ina, is the sole reason that Danielle ended up on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And after Danielle landed her role on the show, that Danielle ended up ghosting her. And she claims that in her contract with Danielle, in Danielle's contract with Avant Garde, Danielle agreed to pay Ina a commission for deals like this. So Ina's like, "Mm, yeah, I got you on the show. So now you owe me for landing you your role on The Real Housewives. And when it comes to Nate, this Ina woman is claiming that he owes a web designer, a guy named Justin Nazarian. She claims that he owes him for months of services for his website. And so Nazarian, I guess, provided services for search engine optimization, SEO, a buzzword in the digital marketing community. (sighs) Neither... um, 
neither Lapin or Nazarian have actually pressed, have actually sued Danielle or Nate. The cabrals seem to be lawsuit-free from these people at the moment. This is all just an intent to sue. It was a letter of intent to sue them if they don't get their money. I find it a little, a little convenient that their legal letter leaked into the press. I believe it was in touch. That was the first to report on it. But when things like this get leaked, it makes me feel like it's a cash grab or a publicity grab, right? And again, this is a PR firm. This is a brand development firm. If you're trying to build the brand of your brand development firm, what better way to do it than to latch onto one of your former clients that's now on the Real Housewives of New Jersey and to leak a letter, allegedly leak a letter to the press. Kind of feels like a cash grab. Like what are SEO services? Like I know what SEO is, search engine optimization, it's like where you rank when somebody Googles you. If somebody Googles something, you want to make sure that you're in the top. What is it, like buying Google ads? Because that you can do on your own. But there are a lot of firms that are like, we will help you do this. We will help you maximize your revenue streams. It's very, uh, it, not this firm specifically, but I'm just saying with a lot of these firms, it gives me Jen Shaw vibes, just in like the sketchiness and the uh, secrecy of what they actually do and, you know, kind of the smoke and mirrors game that a lot of these agencies play. I'm not accusing this agency of doing that. I'm just saying with agencies like this, it is common to have these like sleazy marketing consulting agencies that claim to build your image, bolster your status, boost your SEO. And also, like, how is it that Nate didn't pay you for five months of services? Like, at some point, would you, wouldn't you be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stop providing you services because you're not paying me. Like, why? I would never continue services for five months without getting a paycheck. Like, why wouldn't you stop after like, oh, I don't know, the second invoice, the third invoice, like, stop the SEO if your client isn't responding. Why would you keep doing that? I mean, I feel like the Cabrals probably didn't see the benefit in working with this agency. They probably didn't really, they were probably paying for it and were like, this isn't really worth it. And so they probably wanted to move on. And now the agency is salty that Danielle and Nate are on television and they want the clout that comes with that. And if they can't get the clout, then they want the money. But like even the claim that this Ina woman is the sole reason for casting Danielle on Housewives, like that's a bit of a stretch. You know, like what you sent an email, you made a referral, you said, hey, I have a client that I think would be great for this show. Like what is like, is that what the situation is? Because if that situation, you're not responsible for casting, you're responsible for referring. And maybe you're entitled to a referral fee, a finder's fee, but you're not entitled to a commission of her salary. Like, does that even count as casting her, making a referral? No, you're not responsible for casting her on the show. You're not a casting director. You're not an executive at the network. And you're not Danielle. Did you coach her on how to answer all her questions in her casting tape? Did you rehearse them with her? Did you write those questions out for her? Were those your answers? Did you coach her on how to have a Jersey personality? If not, then I don't believe that you're the reason she was cast on this show. You made a referral. Collect a $2,000 finder's fee and move along. Or don't, but this doesn't, I don't, if her intention was to get publicity for this avant-garde communications group, I don't think this was the right way to do it. If anything, I think this puts her company in a bad light and it makes her look bad. I don't think this makes Danielle look bad. Maybe some people, when they read just the headline, if they're, you know, a little dense and don't dig into the story, fine. Maybe they think, oh, Danielle doesn't pay her bills. Oh, Danielle's shady. Oh, she's defrauding people. But then that just makes Danielle look bad rather than actually boost the profile of avant-garde communications group. It's not a smart strategy. 
probably helps boost her SEO. Maybe Justin Nazarian was helping to bolster her SEO performance now that she's been mentioned in all these stories. Whatever. Uh, seems like a cash grab. I Every time people DM me these lawsuits, I'm like, oh my God, look at this. I'm like, guys, read the story. Let's put on our thinking caps and let's actually like read through the lines with some of this BS because the story is bogus. Okay, Bravo has announced some renewals. They've announced, shocker, that Vanderpump Rules has been renewed for an 11th season. They've also officially announced that Luann and Sonia, Welcome to Campy Lake, is coming to Bravo this July, which is like, okay, finally. Didn't they film this like last August? Like it's literally been a year since they've finished shooting this stuff, but it's been described as a out of a fish out of water experience as Sonia and Lou navigate to spruce up a small town with a population just shy of seven thousand people. So Sonia and Lou are coming to to Crappy Lake, and they're gonna. I don't really know what um, spruce up a small town means. Maybe they're gonna help like. Bring some class to Crappy Lake. Maybe Luann's going to teach the ladies how to how to curtsy. She's going to teach them where to put the right fork and the right spoon. I feel like at this point, like, Luann has totally ditched the Countess vibes of, like, this is how we do it, darling, and it's so proper, darling. And Luann's, like, tequila shots and falling into the bush or drinking fose and living life. Like, Luann's a good time, you know? And Luann, I think I like good time Luann and cabaret Luann more than I ever liked Countess Luann. It just it wasn't given for me. But I'm excited. I think Luann and Sonia are very entertaining to watch. Ramon is also entertaining. Dorinda is also entertaining. But I feel like Luann and Sonia have a very lighthearted levity um, that I think will be really fun. And I'm looking forward to watching this if it ever comes out. But this July, coming soon. I guess it's going to air along with Real Housewives of New York. Like it, It'll air during Real Housewives of New York, the reboot that's coming also in July, right? Isn't that one? That one's also coming this July. So that's good. They're going to air together. It'll be a good lead-in. It'll help people, you know, it'll give people the old Roni nostalgia with the new Roni blood. So, cute. Real Houses of Miami is also returning to Bravo. Or actually, sorry, is returning. And this time, it's moving to Bravo. It originally started on Bravo for seasons one through three. Then it got canceled. Many years later, Peacock revived it for a fourth and fifth season. Those have done really well, and so now Bravo is picking it back up again for season six. It will still be available next day on Peacock. I think this is kind of smart, but also not kind of smart, because I thought the whole point and the intention of doing of moving the show to Peacock was to help boost Peacock. And so I think that really, like, people loved Miami last season that they got Peacock for Real Houses of Miami. I get that there's probably more money in putting it on Bravo and then also streaming it on Peacock. But I, I don't know. I feel like it would have, it was smart to keep them on Peacock. I didn't think it was a bad thing either. I think it's smarter to start to move some of their new original programming over to Peacock and even start to move some of the housewives over to Peacock. That way we continue to build a Peacock. But I also feel like right now they've fallen into a sweet spot where we watch on Bravo or we watch on Peacock because people aren't really watching TV as much anymore. We're watching more of like next day, on the DVR or available on Peacock. So I guess it really shouldn't affect too much. If anything, it'll probably help. You'll still get the ad sales, the or not the ad sales, the um, 
the subscribers on Peacock. Those will probably still still stay if they watched Miami on Peacock. Plus, you're probably going to get all of the advertisement money that's going to come in through Bravo. So maybe this was a smarter decision in the long run to make more money in the short term. But I think moving the shows over to Peacock is smart. And I didn't hate that Miami was exclusively on Peacock. I thought it was like a bridge to help move them into the future. But I get it. There's probably more money in this. But anyway, Real Houses in Miami is returning for a sixth season. They're currently filming. It'll be available on Bravo and then on Peacock. Which, while we're talking about Real Houses in Miami, Gertie um, has sadly announced that in March she found out that she has breast cancer. She said that this is part of the reason she hasn't been on social media much lately. She's been preparing for an upcoming surgery. She had she needed some time to process everything, but she's going to handle it the way she always handles it, the Gertie way, and she's going to Gertie her way through it. She says that she's very grateful that they caught it at a very early stage, which is good. Um, you know, wishing her nothing but the best healing vibes. You know, Martina beat her cancer. That was also caught at a very early stage. I think it was stage one cancer. So love to Gertie. Appreciate all the the good boss babes vibes and the levity that she brings to Miami. And I'm glad that things are looking promising, even though I'm sure this was very challenging for her and her family. And I'm sure it will continue to be challenging for her and her family. But I can't even imagine what she's been going through over these past couple of months. So love to Gertie and the fam. Jen Shaw, formerly of the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw was just spotted in prison. Where she belongs, in case anybody was wondering where she's at. There were new photos that were released, I believe, by Page Six, showing Jen Shaw living her best life up at prison. It's interesting because the photos, they show her out in the courtyard with some of the other women. She's got her beige on beige, very chic vibes. What is it, monochromatic? She's living her best chic life. But not only that, she's got some cute little glasses on. She's got the bifocals going. Her hair looked very fresh. It looked like it had a nice, fresh little blowout. Um, I thought that she had a lot of hair pieces, so I was looking forward to her having a shorter hair, but she had a very long, cute pony. It looked very, very stylish. She was rocking some earrings. She had a little watch on so she can count down the time till she can get out of prison. I mean, she looked decked out. I will say that she was looking pretty fly considering. Um, so apparently, you know, any of the seniors that are at the Bryan, Texas prison facility, they must have already handed over their goods to her because Jen herself was looking pretty good. Can't knock how she looks. <laughs> I can knock what she did, but I mean, listen, she was looking pretty fly. So, you know what, Jennifer Shaw, I respect the hustle. It's terrible, but I, you got to respect a hustler, and a hustler's going to hustle. And that seems to be what she's doing. I'm pretty, and while she's, remember, she was doing her prison, her, her uh, play from prison. She's a play right now, and she's going to have the Real Housewives of Brian based off of the women in her prison facility, and she was teaching them how to read and write. She's just a pillar in the community. Bryan, Texas prison facility. Good for her. You go, girl. Do that charity work. Teach the ladies how to read. <sighs> my, oh, my, mama mia. All right, guys. That's all I got for you for 2D. 
I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whatever day you're listening to this. Be sure to snag your tickets to my No Filter Night Out shows. We have one in Hollywood at the Bourbon Room with Lala Kent and more special guests to be announced. You can get the last of the VIP tickets, the last of the ultra VIP tickets, and your regular general admission tickets available now at nofilterlive.com. And then if you want to come to NYC July 26th, the Brav Bros and I, Steel, Shooter, and myself, We'll be doing another show together on the East Coast at City Winery in New York. The link is below. It is not announced publicly, and the link is not available publicly. So if you do want first dibs, early access, you can use code ZACKPACK, Z-A-C-K-P-A-C-K, ZACKPACK, to get early access to tickets right now. We have the front, upfront stage premiere tickets. We have the general tickets. We have meet and greet packages. So you can go right now. And get your tickets. Click the link below. Use code ZACKPACK to get early access. Tickets officially go on sale this Friday. And that link will also be available at nofilterlive.com. But hopefully I get to see you at City Winery NYC or at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. And yeah, I'm also going to be in Chicago later this month. Um, I can't reveal too many details about, that, details about that yet. But I'm hoping by the end of this week and maybe next week I'll be able to reveal it. So if you're local in Chicago, you'd... Uh, I'm also thinking maybe like doing like a little meetup while I'm out in Chicago. Like nothing big, like not an actual live taping, but like, I don't know, something. TBD, we'll see. You can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. You can keep up with my puppy, Skywalker, at Just Plain Sky all over the internet. And keep up with all of the latest reality TV tea at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, Hit the like button on your way out, subscribe, and be sure to hit that bell button so that you always get the tea up in your notifications. Okay. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star review because I love that validation. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful midweek, and I will talk to you later. Ciao for now.